Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. I just want to encourage you today, even before we get started or as we get started today, I want to encourage you to worship the Lord. We've been seeing God move in a, in a mighty way. And last Sunday, you just felt the presence of God. I want to say invade this place, but I don't know that he really invaded it so much as we just made him welcome. We just made him welcome. I want to tell you this, that i seen two people up at the bridge this morning get healed. Seen them get healed. I'm thankful for seeing souls get saved last week. Can we thank God for that? about you man but I just come expecting for the Lord to I just don't want him to stop I've tasted of the Lord man and he's good I don't want him to stop I want the training I want the glory to fill this house I want you to have more than just an experience at church I was praying and Holy Ghost reminded me of He said I really want to send the rain And not an ordinary rain. Actually, I can just hear him. He said, I want to send rain so much of it that it'll flood you out of your religious banks. To where religion will not work anymore. you in such a way that you can't touch bottom that every bit of it will be about you treading in me so I want God to overflow you to overflow I'm going to ask you to stand right there would you forget about everybody else just close your eyes
Could you just pray a simple prayer to him and tell him how much you love him? Could you just go ahead? You know he's already here, but could you just go ahead and welcome the Holy Spirit? without a script we come today knowing that we're hungry for more of you I believe you've appointed a word for this time and I believe God it's going to be a far reaching word God, today we believe that if it's one song of worship, that whatever that it is, God will worship in that one song like it's the last opportunity we would ever have. With an urgency and even a fervency, God, within our souls, to where we just simply say, you started something in me, God, and I want you to finish it. praying what I know God is doing is that he's taken the hot coals of righteousness that you thought were laying dormant in your life and through the power of the Holy Spirit prodding it's steering the coals of your soul and you want revival so God today do what you do We love you, Jesus. It's in your precious and powerful name. And everybody said hallelujah. Now, why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you find about three or four people around you and tell them that Jesus loves you and you are his favorite But he still loves them. Find somebody you don't know. Find somebody you don't know. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 103. Turn to somebody and say, he ain't following the bulletin. Hey, I got anybody with me? We ain't following the bulletin. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 4. The Word of God said, Eric, if you could get it on the screen, it'd be awesome too. Bless the Lord. Somebody say, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Say, oh my, soul. oh, my soul. Somebody say, in all that is within me. Bless His holy name. The Word of God said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Psalm 100, if you flip a couple of pages back, maybe one. The Word of God said, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord... He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. 
Boy, that's a, that's a word today, isn't it? <laughs> we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Pray with me. Lord, there's power today in your word. God, today I pray that you sweep through this place. God, today that you would just take a holy, let this be a holy check mark on every soul that you visited there. God, those that are open and ready, God, for you to move in. And that God, today that your presence would be such that we know that we've been in the presence of an almighty God. But Father, today, you've created this place for us as a refuge, God. You're the very one that made the church the precious body, the bride of Christ. And we ask today, Lord, that there be one that doesn't know you. And God, through not just the hearing of the word, but God, even through the, the drawing of the soul, that they would make things right before they leave. God, I know that you're still in the healing business. I know you still deliver. I know you still transform. And it's you today, God, that we seek. We trust you. I'm just going to go ahead and praise you and thank you for what you're going to do. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Can somebody shout amen? You can be seated this morning. You be seated this morning. So bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, that when we begin to tie these two psalms together, that when we begin to do that, we can see that there's truly something that I, I, I really turn to somebody and say, we got to deal with your attitude. You see, I'm wondering today that who come into the gates, that who entered into the doors with thanksgiving, that who come in this place today with an attitude of thanks. No, not just another church service. No, not just this, not just that. But have I got anybody in the house today that entered in these doors ready to thank Him and ready to praise Him? Is there anybody in the house today that has an attitude of worship on their mind and that they come today to see God move in a mighty way and to see God transform their lives? So today I want to enter those gates, Luke, with thanksgiving. I want to enter his courts with praise. I, what I want to do is that when I begin to prepare my mind on my way here, on my way to the bridge, I, I'm like an anxious child that, that has something that he knows that is coming. And I used this analogy a bit earlier that how many of you ever been to Beach Bend? How many of you went as a kid and it said it cost 10 cents to get in? How many of you know it cost $84 to do anything there? It's not the cost of admission. But let me tell you something. If you want the presence of God, it will cost you your flesh today. Can I get a witness? I'm going somewhere. Larry, I remember as a child going to Beach Bend, Kentucky and going to that amusement park. And I remember going down the low 
the road at five or six years old. Huge oak or some kind of trees on each side. And the road went like this. And I seen the gate up there in front of me. And Pat, the closer that I got, I started getting anxious. I'd heard about it. I'd heard people talk about it. Well, there's this to do. And there's that to do. And then we got up there. And then once those, it, it opened up, I seen, hey, man, this is really awesome. What I'm trying to tell you is this. I'm like an anxious child. I couldn't wait to get here this morning because I know God's going to do something in this house. Have I got anybody else that understands what I'm talking about? I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. I know I know what I came to do. I come to say today that I'm thankful that I'm saved, that I'm born again, that I'm filled with the Holy Ghost of God. There's an anxiousness in my spirit. Or did you come up? Somebody say, shake off those heavy bands. Raise up those holy hands. You need more than that. Say, I'm going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Can I tell you, I'm not letting the devil pick my clothes out anymore. I'm going to put on the armor of God. I'm going to put on my garments of praise. And I'm going to wear what God called me to pray. <laughs> Turn to somebody and say, that praise looks good on you. Yeah, Sister Sirepush, you're going to get it today. Yeah, there's praise in this house today. Can we just stop right now, even before we get started, and start thanking Him for everything that He's done? Can I tell you, we have the power. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. By the way, tell your head, I'm going to go ahead. Tell your soul, I'm going to worship Him today. Just go ahead and... Go ahead and tell hell. You can't have my worship service. Oh, come on, somebody. God wants to let you know that it's more than the cost of admission. God has prepared you today to worship Him, to praise Him, and to give Him thanks. I made up my mind last week. You can be seated if you can. Revival starts here. Revival starts here. And revival can end here. I'm not letting anybody stop my revival. If it stops, it'll be because of me. I've seen glimpses of the glory of God before where people crawled over seats just to get to an altar. Not to where people were so halted in their seats and thinking that God can't do, God won't do. Can I tell you, my God can do all things. And most of what you're asking to do is already done, Rick. That's the power of an almighty God. How many of you know you got a God that provides for you? His name is Jehovah Jireh. I didn't come today to preach you happy. I'm just trying to tell you today that revival started in here last week. Wednesday night, I watched his kids just continually started coming to the altar. I watched his seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids just come. Twelve, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen. When all those kids, I watched as the Holy Ghost began to move on a Wednesday night with 30, 40, 50. I don't know how many kids come to this altar and they look at you and they say, I'm not waiting on you. I got somebody else up there that needs a prayer partner. I got somebody else up there that wants revival. 
That shirt that you seen me wear last week was going around in the school last week. Am I right, Angie? Those kids traded that shirt off. Can I tell you, God is doing something in this house. And He's going to raise up a new generation of warriors and not wimps. People that are going to declare the mighty manifestations of the glory of God. God ruling this place. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Two o'clock this morning, I look over. I said, it's too early, Lord. The enemy started shooting his fiery darts. Nobody's going to be there. This one will be out. That one will be out doing what he always does. You're a chump. You're a failure. You're flawed. You're this. You're that. And you're everything else. And the enemy was attacking me when I was between being asleep and being awake. But once I got awake. Once I woke up and got to the Word of God, around that fourth watch, Amy, around around 3 o'clock this morning, I saw the Lord walking my way when I opened the Word. And He said, I've never left you. I've watched over you all night. I want to tell you that I ain't done. You ain't seen nothing yet. Holy Ghost reminded me of this. He said, you care too much. I said, I didn't think I could care too much. Baba Holy Ghost said, you care too much. Because yesterday while I had a time with God, Holy Ghost reminded me throughout my day, you care too much. I said, the Holy Ghost, I don't understand. He said, you care so much because you're worried about where they are, what they're doing, and where they've been. He said, why don't you cast all your care upon me and let me care for them. Stay with me. Because this is what I found is that the devil was using it as a spirit of torment in my mind. Then once I recognized the spirit of torment, I said, wait a minute here. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And any residue that wants to hold on is cast out in the name of Jesus. I'm going to clean the inside of this cup. And I want God to do something brand new in me. And I want revival not only to start in me. Can revival sweep through everybody in this place? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. So every piece of despair, every distraction... Every piece of depression, any hatred, any jealousy, anything today that is in me as residue or remnant of anything else today, I command in the name of Jesus Christ that it has to bow through the power of His name. Anything, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all... What's that look like? That means depression has to start praising Him. That means that hatred has to, has to start praising Him. That means jealousy and envy has to start praising Him. Somebody say, all oh, that's within me. It's got to bow through the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Everything that is in me is not just subject, but it will fall through and by the power of Jesus Christ. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I made up my mind before I got here. I had to, two, three hours, two to three hours. Finally, I felt my breakthrough. Finally, I felt the presence. I knew his presence was there, but finally, I felt it break.
Somebody said, why you got to, can I, can I tell you something? When you don't work for hell, you got to fight hell. And you come to the place where you realize that that's just pushing against you has got to go down in Jesus' name. I've done figured something out. If you got to beg people to come, you're going to have to beg them to stay. If anybody had to beg you to get here, I love you and I'm glad you're here. But I'm telling you right now, God forbid, Christian, that that would ever be part of your mantra. How many of y'all glad you got to be here? How many of you were glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord? Woo, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Somebody say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Praise be to God. Here's what you got to understand. It may take one or two, maybe three or four, hundred. It could take them to get the holy wagon rolling. And here's what happens. Those of you that have been interceding, those of you that have been fasting and praying, can I tell you, listen, the fervent righteous prayer of, or the fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Can I tell you your prayer, your fasting is not in vain. Listen, you have penetrated the very things above you. You are now reaching heaven. I believe that. And God is bringing you reciprocity. What you've prayed for is coming home. Listen, your prodigals that you've prayed for, can I tell you they're starting to smell the pig pen. They're starting to say this ain't where I'm supposed to be. My heart's beginning to rise up and say I've got to get back to my father's house you keep praying you keep believing I'm telling you God's up to something God's up to something and it ain't the same old something praise be to God your attitude is tied to your gratitude. And that is so simple, and I know you've heard that before, but can I tell you something? When you come with an attitude of worship, when you come with that, it begins to change things. Listen, Jake, I was talking about beach being something so simple as that. Listen, when I came today, I came expecting. I didn't get in my car. I, I alluded to this earlier, Amy, that when, I, when me and Amy talk, and I say, hey, baby, you want to go out and eat? And she said, yeah. I said, where are you going? She said, it don't matter to me. And I said, hey, let's go here. She said, well, I don't want to go there. And I said, is that true? I love White Castle. So here's the deal. I mentioned, I don't want to go there. And I said, finally, we arrive at a destination. Can I tell you something? You're on your way to church, and you're not expecting. When we leave the house, and we say that, hey, we're going to go so-and-so to eat, my mind's already on what I'm going to have there. Huh? How many of you got in your car today? You knew maybe where you were coming to church, but how many of you knew what you were going to get when you got here? Somebody said, well, wait a minute, Brother Wayne. We don't ever really know what we're going to get. How many of you knew you were going to get some fresh bread and some new wine? Am I talking to anybody today? I'm talking about new wine. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost kind of wine. I'm talking about the kind that your wine skin will hold no more. But that new born-again body that you got is ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Am I talking to anybody? I'm talking about true bread from heaven. I'm talking, I came expecting today, Steve, for Jesus Christ to manifest himself and for him to be the center of everything that we do. Woo! 
I didn't come thinking that, any of it. I come expecting. Satan tried to derail me early. Can I tell you? I'm back on the glory train. Back on track. The enemy will do anything that he can. Some of you felt like you battled hell itself this morning. You couldn't find the other shoe. You couldn't find the brush. You couldn't find this. You couldn't find that. Can I tell you something? When God begins to mean enough, ladies and gentlemen, that you don't care if your hair is messed up, if you got one shoe on, one shoe off, but you say this, I'm ready to lose my dignity in order to get into his presence. I don't care what I look like. I just want to come, and I just want to praise The anointing's messy. In the Old Testament, Brother Larry, when the kings and priests, when they were ordained, I've, I've touched on this before, it wasn't just a little dabble, do you? Can I tell you, Samuel took a horn of oil. It wasn't just a little bit, Brother David. He didn't take a thimble with him. He took a horn of oil. And when he got to old David, he got to David and he anointed him. When he finally got past those older brothers and he got to the one that he knew his heart was right, that there was a giant killer on the inside of that boy, that when he got to that place, he poured all that oil out, I believe, on David. Can I tell you, David wasn't trying to fix his bangs. He wouldn't try to do anything like that when it was being poured out. Amy, I believe that he just stood there and he just soaked in the presence of the anointing. Am I talking to anybody? Listen, here's what I want to tell you. When God saved you and when he anointed you and he put his spirit in you that was a beginning can I tell you you didn't realize you was a giant killer David didn't even realize what it was going to be to be king it would be years later Rick but here's the thing God has anointed you to do great things and through the power of his name and through the anointing of the Holy Ghost you got giants to kill you got them to slay in Jesus name God's raising them up that anointing's being poured out on these kids the Davids in these hearts, Stephanie, that are here, God is pouring that out. He's pouring it out. He's pouring it out. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get to that place, when I use that word dignified, we come in. And can I tell you, I love when the Holy Ghost absolutely wrecks and ruins you. I said this lately. you got to lose your face to find His. That when you get to the place of unashamed, when you get to the places that child does when it hears the beat of the music when it's one and a half or two years old and it starts swaying and it starts rocking. Give me something on the TV or something on the radio or wherever that it might be. And you watch it. It may just start moving and grooving. You think, what is that? I believe that that's God putting a spirit or has put a spirit of worship in all of us. You just got to figure out who you're going to dance to. When you get to that place. And that anointing is so strong and so real, ladies. And you get up from this altar and your hair is all jacked up, whacked up and everything else. I've said, I've said it earlier this morning. I love saying it every time I get here. I love when you get up from that altar and Maybelline is made alive. I love it. Because that stuff runs. You know what? Turn to some ladies. Turn to another lady and say, that's my war paint. you get to that place where you're not afraid to raise oh they may see me raise my hands hey can I tell you why don't you just get the one next to you over it why don't you just go ahead and raise your hands right now why don't you just praise why not why not let me help you with something 
years ago, you've heard it before, I'm telling it again. Years ago, three, Hannah's three years old, something like that, pulling at my past leg in the hallway, Amen. We lived at 611 McDonald Road. I was preaching, trying to pastor, trying to do those things, and church was on my mind, but my baby girl kept on tugging on my pants leg. I said, baby girl, we got to get ready to go to church. We got to go to church, and then we got to do all this. We're going around. She's already, mama's done got her done up and everything else. She was relentless. She would not stop. She followed me into every room, and finally, I got down on her level, and I said, baby girl, what is it? She said, daddy, would you hold me? And Laura, little three-year-old arms, reached up to a busy preacher that thought he was trying to do something for the Lord, and he almost missed a moment with us. Somebody see, I can't keep my hands down. You see, when I know my daddy's near, I'm just going to go ahead and reach up. I'm just going to go ahead and do anything that I can. I'm going to pull on his holy coattail, and I'm going to say, Oh, daddy, don't go another step. Don't let me make another move. Just pick me up and hold me like you can hold me. Somebody said, I came to church. I did more than that. I'm not just coming to church anymore. I'm coming to see God do a thing. I'm talking about a holy thing. I'm talking about a different thing. I'm talking about the right kind of thing where people are transformed and changed and not some kind of cotton candy mess. By the time you get off the ride of church, it's done gone time you get there. I'm talking about living water. I'm talking about you leaving the pot here and taking the well with you that when your dry mouth gets parched about Tuesday or Wednesday, you can take another drink from that holy well and God begins to refresh you and begins to change you. Turn to somebody and say, you got to prime your pump. Back in the day, by the way, we just going on with the Holy Ghost. Back in the day, Bobby on my aunt and uncle's porch, you remember on their back porch off St. Augustine Church Road, there was a well on their back porch. As a child, I looked over there, and it was one of these kind of wells, remember? Remember? It's one of them pump wells. How many of y'all remember them pump wells? Shh, you remember my neighbors remember huh? I looked down there and a little pitcher of water over there and I thought well what's that that's clean water I got ready to pick it up and drink they said don't drink it I said well it's water I'm thirsty they said uh uh that's what you prime the pump with I'm talking to somebody today the problem is this if you drink that water we ain't gonna have nothing to dry we ain't gonna have nothing to prime that pump with if you'll take what God has given you and you'll prime the pump in here on Sunday morning, you won't just get yourself fixed. You'll get everybody in this house enough living water to where the water of God will begin to spread. And everybody in this place that is thirsty will be able to get a precious drink of who and what he is. Some of you need for that to happen in your life. I'm craving him. I'm craving him. I'm craving him. How many of y'all like cheesecake? All right, I like cheesecake. Don't need any more cheesecake. But if there's one thing that rivals cheesecake, Eric, would you pull up a picture, please? I'm waiting. Stay with me. I ain't trying to be unholy. 
I got anybody in the house. Todd, you like biscuits and gravy? If you say no right there, you got to get saved today. See, I crave that. I love me some biscuits and gravy. But that right there feeds my physical appetite, my natural appetite. But that can't feed my spirit, man. Scripture, please. Here's what's going on. Jesus said, blessed are those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be religious, for they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. When you start hungering, Pat, and we start thirsting for righteousness, and we start saying, God, I want more of you. I have to have more of you or I'm, I'm absolutely, it's just, it's not going to work. Nothing else will work. This morning I heard my flesh say, play a worship song. Put a song on. Whole time Holy Ghost, just real soft. No, no. Just me and you, you don't need a song right now, you need me. And the Holy Spirit just begins so gently as I begin to open the door through the Word. And I just begin to say, oh, my Father, it's your heart in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Oh, give me this day my daily bread, not my stale bread from yesterday's religion give me some fresh bread from heaven and you can imagine how it went from there and I continue to open the door a little wider with scripture as I'm walking down that old road I said the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want Then I get to that point that you lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. You know, Miss Clara, what the world is looking for is people that are as advertised. When you see it and we see things sis on TV, they want to they want to see a Christian. You say you're a Christian, but are you as advertised? Do you love the Lord? Do you love him enough to let the Holy Potter once again put you on the wheel of the wheel of transformation? Are you willing now? See, this is a thing that you may not know of the Potter. I'm talking about still opening the door, Alicia. And all of these things begin to cascade through my mind. And what the Potter had the power to do was to put that on that wheel and Amy get to that place and that imperfection that is there. And whatever that it is, he can't seem to work that out. And so what he will do is he'll add that water to it and he'll take it. And even as it's spinning, he wrecks it. And he starts again from the bottom. But God, I was almost, I was almost beautiful. God, I, I had seen what you had done. I, Lord, I could see you. But only the holy potter knows.
the imperfections. You see, it wasn't on the outside. It's when his thumb come to the inside of the vessel and it felt the imperfections on him. And he said, it's not you look beautiful to everybody outside, but there's something on the inside of you that I must transform and I must change. Be reminded, my child, that my holy presence is not for the outside of you. My holy presence is for the inside of you. And you're going to be holy as I am holy. I'm craving to the point to where we get to this that nothing else satisfies and nothing else works. And church, I believe that you and I are on the cusp of that very thing. We want everybody to warm the fire or warm by the fire, but there's got to be somebody that still stokes the fire. You see, everybody wants that fire, but nobody wants to cut the wood. Cutting the wood would symbolize the prayer, the fasting, the intercession, the believing, when it seems like all hope is gone and lost. But those that declare and believe, Lisha, that God, I believe you're going to do exactly what you said you would do. It's God moving. It's God moving in such a way that all of our lives can begin to be transformed. How many of you want more of Him? Turn to somebody and say, you've got a supply chain issue. Eric, if you could pull up that picture. So we went through the pandemic and different things, and we come with all this big supply chain issue, and you all are aware of it, and I don't know if we're done with it. I don't know. But I got this picture in my prayer time this week, and I'm doing this, and I'm saying, Lord, you got so much good stuff. And I'm like, man, I just want to see it released. Jennifer, I just want to see it released. And I get this picture in my mind. That God, for instance, this is now on each one of these ships, Jake, each one of these ships, there could be, depending upon the length and the size, and over one time, I think there was well over 100. I forget how many. I've lost that. I've lost that, Julie. I forget how many that there was, but there were so many. And on those ships, there were hundreds on each particular, and maybe even thousands on some of these big, large ships. And all of these had goods on them. And most of it was from China. How many of you know that the good stuff still comes from the throne room of God? Anything else is a knockoff. And I get this picture in my mind, and I'm seeing this, and the Word of God says in Philippians 4.19, but my God, say my God, shall supply 
all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Where's it at, God? So God's got all these things, and it's like God now, He's got all this stuff, man, and, and, and it's just out here, and it's just waiting. And in the book of James, it said, every good and perfect gift, Ben, it says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, which is from above, that knows no variableness. So God's got all of this stuff, and we're like, God, where are you at? And He said, I'm right here. I've got all of this stuff. I've got all the hope. I've got all the joy. I've got all the love. I've got all these things that you need. And I said, well, why am I getting it? got a problem on your loading dock it's not that God can't get it there it's just that you don't have room for what he's got and we if we would ask God to God remove from me all of these things that are in me and make room for more of you in my life I'll guarantee you there's not one of us in this place today that doesn't need more love, Luke. There's not one of us today that doesn't need more hope. The Word of God says in Psalm 68, 17, and 19 that the chariots of God, the psalmist says, the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them as in Sinai, the holy place. Sharing the word of God says, Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. You hast received gifts for men. Yea, even the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. And verse 19 said, Blessed be the Lord. If you haven't got the whole theme of it, I just came today to bless the Lord. I just really came today to thank Him. But bless the Lord, who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Selah. It's as though God is just waiting, Jake, to just bring all these things into our life. And our loading dock is so full. Man, the very harbor of our mind is stacked full of junk. What do they think about me? I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. And see, those are things that we shouldn't even really be considering now. Could you just help me today? Could somebody say, God is enough for me? That God, you are enough. So here's this. I wrote this down. Prayer moves things. Prayer has the power to move mountains. Prayer moves things and praise shifts things. It shifts things in the atmosphere, even within a room. I wrote this down. It's not that God is out. It's just the fact that He ain't got no way to get in. God's not out of His benefits. But do you have room today for God to bless you? So here's what's got to happen. This is pretty simple math. That all these things you're being bombarded with and, and all these things... Shannon, that come into our life, we've got to understand and we've got to say, where am I going to put that? And as these things come, I've got to decide right then and begin to spiritually sort those things and to say this, I don't have room for that in my life. Do you hear me? That when somebody speaks a word, you get it, don't you? 
They speak something that I, I don't have room for that. Somebody said, I had another pastor say something to me yesterday, and he said something, and, and you know what, I received it. Only an hour later, I thought, why in the world did I receive that? Why in the world did I receive that? I don't think he intended at all any maliciousness toward my soul or even a burdening of my soul. But after I left Donna, or listen, after the conversation, I thought right then the Holy Ghost brought it back to me. And that was part of that torment that would come from the enemy. And I said, wait a minute, God. He's a holy man. I believe that. But listen, I should not have received what he said. What you've got to do, can I tell you something and remind you, it's a lot easier to keep something out than it is to get it out. So as these things come, if we begin to sort them and say, that's garbage, that's God, oh, that's God right there, that's garbage, this is God. Now what I'm saying is this, I'm not trying to put you into a state of spiritual narcissism to where you're on such a high level, me or you either one. But what I'm telling you right now, that if it's the Word of God, let's receive it. But to get to a place to say, (laughs) I think somebody said one time, I ain't got time for that. And it's getting to this place. Why? Because God has got all of these good things. How many of you want to believe and feel God stronger and feel Him more than you ever have before in your life? Okay. Now let me ask you this. How many of you right now can feel the Holy Spirit beginning to raise things up, the fire level in your soul? If you could, would you please raise your hand? Don't be ashamed of that. Let me tell you this. There's several. What it takes is this. It takes us getting to that place where the holy fire begins to consume what is in us to make room for more of what God has for us. Now, when I say this, we think that I just need God's love. The reason you need God's love is is for this reason. You don't need for the love of God to stay in you. You need for the love of God to flow through you. Now, see, what happens is this, is that if you just know you've got to release the love of God, you've got to release the hope of God, you've got to release the joy, the praise, all of those things. Listen, God wants to use you and come through the port and the very harbor of your soul to release unto other people. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't have enough room for all of God's love. But what I can do is I can sure share it with you. And you, I can. Hallelujah. I'm ready for God to flow through me. Are you ready for God to flow through you? Here's what's going on. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. And by the way, there's no particular order in this. I'm just trying to give you a remnant word. And I mean that. I, I'm, I'm trying to put together outlines that assemble that in my mind, that in my mind, Caleb, I'm trying to put them together in a certain category, trying to line them up for you. And all I'm getting is just tell them this, tell them this, and tell them this. And before you get weird on me, listen, I don't mean for you to, but I'm really trying to be attentive. So Ephesians chapter 6 Eric, could you bring up the picture of the shield, please? I'll come back to here. I want you at Ephesians 6 with me. Verse 10. 
Finally, my brethren. Now, I'm getting Paul like this when he says this. I'm getting Paul here when he says, finally, my brethren. It's like he's almost given a sigh of relief. Finally. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the cunning devices of the devil. Familiar to you, I know. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 14. Stand therefore. Stand therefore. Stand therefore. Stand therefore. The word said, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, somebody say above all. Say above all. Say above all. That means above all. For this very time that we're living in right now, above all, taking the shield of faith, that you may be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all, taking the shield of faith. I'm talking about the faith that is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm talking about faith, Larry, that is a rewarder to those that diligently seek Him because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm talking about a faith that moves the mountains, not out here, but the mountains in here. I'm not talking about the faith of me, you, or anybody else, but the faith in the blood of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins and got up on the third day and declared that He won over death, hell, and the grave. Haven't done all to stand, stand there for. Now here's what's going on. Again this week, I'm spending some time and I, I sense people are wounded in their souls. That their souls are wounded. Have you ever had a child that, that wanted to do something so bad? And I mean, not something, something wrong, but something in a way that they, they were so excited about maybe somewhere they were going and, and maybe something they were getting ready to do. And there was just a real excitement. And then, Miss Tasha, you know, you're all of these things, and we're, we're, we're propping that up. Not that we have to prop it up hard, but they get excited about what's coming. And then maybe at the last moment, they find out that it's not going to happen. And I get this picture in my mind of a church full of wounded kids. A church full of people that are wounded in their spirit and in their soul. Because, Brother Mike, what I sense is this, is that God has had all these wonderful plans. And what the enemy has done is that in the very the walls of your life, if you will, and, and just as it would have been in medieval times or earlier than that, the archers would dip their arrows 
and tar and they would pull those bows back and they would shoot them over the wall and those that were on the inside of the wall never really seen it coming and it would come and anything that was combustible it absolutely and this had a type of thing in it that when it had impact it would just blow up what's that got to do with me these are the fiery darts of the wicked that what happens is that when some, something comes from somewhere, you don't even know where it came from. You see, Arlita, and this is what happens. We see so many people that just blow up. And the spouse may be saying this, I don't even know where that came from. Right, Ben? Right, Stephanie? Those things can, and they come over and they say, you just blew up. I don't even know where that came from. Well, what it was was this, is that the enemy actually threw that dart at work. And it come over the walls of your marriage and it come in and then once it poof and then it explodes. And this is the enemy's tactic today and everything that he's doing. You say, well then brother Wayne, we're helpless and we're hopeless. And then this word, can you go back to the screen please? Turn to somebody and say, we've got to anoint the shield. I love this, Caitlin. Prepare the table, watch in the watchtower. Eat, drink, arise, you princess, and anoint the shield. I've taught this before. But what's happening today is that the faith that you had to get you saved years ago, and I'm not here, I'm not telling you, that was real saving faith. I'm not telling you, telling you that, that that didn't work. But what's got to happen is that we have got to use the precious oil of the Holy Ghost of God, and we've got to anoint that shield. That shield was made of some type of hide, and it was stretched over that structure really taut. And it could be sometimes, it could be Bill, it could be a battle type of shield. It could be one that was much bigger, Rick, that went, that when we locked arms together, there was a whole shield of intercessors. There was no way that the enemy could get through those gaps. It could be that, but it was stretched tight. It could be made of different materials, but when it was that hide, Leisha, it had to be anointed. He's saying this, this is a day of battle. When he says prepare the table, he's saying eat well. Get ready. We've got a fight to fight, but there's a victory to be won. He's declaring unto us today, listen, you need to hear me. Jane, this is true. This very thing that when he says put the watchman in the watchtower. This whole month of repentance right now. The month of Elul that the Jew, Brother Mike, knows what's going on. It's Rosh Hashanah coming. It's Yom Kippur. All of these things that come. This is a time of repentance. What is it that brings repentance into your life? The Holy Ghost. And this is time to anoint the shield of faith. Almost done. Above all, taking that shield of faith and holding it and declaring I'm ready for battle. God's moving. And I don't want to miss it. Somebody said, God's always moving, preacher. Closing. What do you crave today? Eric, would you pull up the picture of the guy that's just simply like this?
Stephanie, would, would you musicians and would you all come please? More of you. ago I had a picture of biscuits and gravy and some sweet eggs up on that that wasn't an unction from the holy one that was an unction from the hungry one back to front, not front to back today. How many of us could say, I want revival to start here? I don't want to miss it. sweep through every soul in this place I'm asking God I'm asking God to trouble our souls when we get to a place to where Todd we're troubled and troubled enough that we'll do whatever it takes say I need peace Wednesday night as those kids were coming Sunday church didn't do it those kids are getting poured into they're getting poured into at home. They're getting poured into at school. And what's happening, they're getting so full of Him that they've just got to have a place to let it out. I want God to pour through us. Larry, you said something last Sunday think as you were leaving and I've been I've seen God move before in different ways and there becomes a feel Bruce there becomes a feel our leader to to God wanting to do something different and steer a soul in a different way and God wants to do that I'm asking God to do it and I'm asking God to pour through all of us I'm done. Today I'll just simply ask you that if you want to come, and if that's your heart, 
and you just simply say, Lord, I'm, my whole life is naked and open unto you. Search me. Purify me, cleanse me. And if you're here and you're lost, today's your day. Today's the day made unto salvation. You may, you may be in the back seat and the front seat. You may be anywhere and you may say, ain't nothing going to move me. Well, one day, six people will pack you. And if the Holy Spirit is moving you today, those six people that pack you, it's not going to make a difference. But if God is moving in your life right now and you need change, I'd come change. Somebody says, you know what? I, that supply chain issue. And the more I see There's some things that got to come out for God to bring some things in. The, more I find. the Holy Spirit is tugging. Let him do what he is moving in you to do. Are there any more that just want to come pray and just stand in the gap around the altar and just believe for revival to continue in the souls of these that have welcomed it? You're welcome to. You're welcome to. Let God steer you up.
Rose, right now, what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to let that go, okay? You're going to cast all your care upon him. You're going to do that? Let's do it right now. The Lord, I even verbalized. I said, Jesus, I'm giving that to you. Your word said I could cast all my care upon you because you care for me. That, Rose, I want you to know right now. There it is. I want you to know right now that God's not a respecter of persons. And that God, right now, she's giving all that to you. You're going to be free, Rose. Right now, just go ahead. This hand's going to praise him, too. It's been a while. Somebody get ready. Lord, right now, we're just believing and we're trusting you. God, for what you're doing, fill her up now, God. Overflowing. She's gave that to you. God's going to restore that joy unto you. Even the joy of your salvation. That the way that you loved him all those years ago, God, right now, increase. In Jesus' name, we're believing and trusting for that. That, God, this is getting there and believing, God, that you're going to do the miracle in Jesus' name. And, God, right now, we believe there's a bone marrow match. God, even you have one in heaven. God, just send it. You send it. You do it. But, Lord, today we're going to trust you for it. Right now, for that one that's battling addiction in this place, somebody said, what's that addiction? It's what you're hiding. It's what you're hiding. It's what you're hiding. God wants to wreck you and build you back. Let him right now. Let him. Let him. Amen. Are you free right now in your soul, Miss Rose? Let's give God praise in this hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you shake hands with about 100 people as you make it back to your seat? I dare you. About 100. About 100. But we ain't ready to go just yet. I got a piece of scripture for you. This brother's got something to tell you today. Tell him. I rededicated my soul to the Lord today. Woo! Come on, y'all. Heavenly Father, even right now, God, as this sister stands in the gap for her brother, I'm praying, God, right now. That with your stripes, Jesus, we believe you're healed. We believe the soul is one, but right now, God, right now, right now, right now. Go to where he is. Move it and let it be a miracle unto him. Or unto you, Lord, and a miracle to him also. But God, even right now, let you, we want you to receive all the glory. In Jesus' name, we believe that. We believe that. We trust that. God wants to give you a little something extra. God, right now, just bless her. Just bless her in abundance. God's reminding you right now that your desire to be here, even when you're working, that he's recognized that. God, bless her abundantly. Fill her up. Fill her up. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Now I'm going to preach the message. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Ashley, I didn't know that today was B's day. tell you I was expecting for it to be somebody's day I didn't know brother that you were going to rededicate today but I was expecting 
for somebody to come back to the Lord today. I come in these doors. I want you to be thinking about that. That all week long, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back to the house of God. I can't wait. Wednesday night, it wasn't full, but man, I don't know, half, three quarters. I, there was a lot of people here Wednesday. They just said, I can't wait to get back. Your spirits are churning. I just want more of Him. You don't have to wait here to get more of Him. But God is on the move, man. He's not done. He's not done. I love you, church. I do. I do. Now I'm going to close in prayer. I'm going to leave you open under the Lord. Can you all say this with me? Say revival starts here. Would you hang on to that? Hey, everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.